This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Profitability Movement. Google profitability-movement to join this community of business owners focused on building profit, increasing wealth, and giving back. Thank you for joining us. Here's how we will help your business and you today. Community engagement will help you build your brand and your customer base. How can you support and involve local nonprofits in your efforts? My guest today, Dave Squires, has been using this type of community engagement with great success for years. He'll explain how you can use it too. Dave is the CEO and founder of Online Access, a website and social media company for the HVAC and plumbing industries. He is also a partner in Vincent's Plumbing and Heating in Port Huron, Michigan. Dave, welcome to Contractor Sense. Thanks, Ruth. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you back. I think a couple of years ago, I had you do a couple of shows and, and some of the stuff you were doing now, but you're always one who can keep up with the latest, which is going on with social media and all those sort of fun stuff. So let's start, if this is okay with you, you know, why is community engagement important? Uh and you have a few minutes. You can't spend six hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be blunt, then, then let's be blunt. We sell boring crap. And I'm not trying to offend anybody, but, you know, we spend so much marketing money trying to drag people into our box that we're passionate about um, when most of them don't even know they have a furnace until it stops working. Same with an air conditioner. Um, and the reason why it's important is, is that and the rule of marketing is, is the familiar will always win. I mean, we do web marketing for contractors all over the country. And where we first became aware of it is we could get people found, but it's getting them clicked. And we would do focus groups and studies. And then it was always the familiar that would win. Quick digression. I mean, all the studies you see that being number one for organic search, you know, they really, they only work that way in national studies. and local studies, we've never been able to duplicate it. And the reason they work in national studies is that when they take a study, they use what are called Amazon Turks who, you know, are asked, you know, who would you pick on this page for a plumber or HVAC guy in San Francisco? And they all choose who they want to and they tally the results and 50% do this, 20% do this. What they don't tell you is none of those people live in San Francisco. The way we see search working, you know, when we do focus groups is it's all over the board, but it's always about who they're familiar with. And I always challenge every contractor to take a look at that, yet why familiarity is important is one of the quick ways to test is, is that take a look for like, you know, do a search on transmission repair, find someone in your office who's never had the transmission repair, show them the page on your desktop and say, who would you choose? And they're gonna say, no, nah, I don't know anything. No, just tell me, I wanna see how you would choose. I guarantee they're gonna do what everybody else does. They're gonna go from start at the top, they're gonna scroll slowly down to the bottom. And then if they don't see what they want, they're gonna go back up and click the, the, probably on the stars to see what other people think. And my question I always ask them is, is if you didn't have a clue, what were you looking for? And it's the same thing everybody looks for is they look for the familiar is not as scary as the unknown. So they read down the list of names saying, have I heard, do I know, has someone said something? They're trying to jog their memory to find out, is there something that I can grasp onto where someone else has had an experience? It's less scary. So the thing about community engagement is, is that if nobody even knows they have a furnace or air conditioner until it breaks, we spend all this money trying to market ourselves and it's basically, how do you become the familiar? It's so much easier to basically, instead of trying to drag them into our box, 
move your company into their box, the stuff they're passionate about. That's pretty much the sum of why community engagement is key. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's really interesting because I've, I've watched you and a lot of my contractor clients also do the community engagement um, process that you use and it works phenomenally well. So um, I'm going to just do the overview of it and you can tell me whether I screwed anything up. Um, and then when we get at, after the break, we'll actually get and dive into the nitty gritty. Would that work? Sure. Okay. So basically what you do is you find three local nonprofits. Um, the, the national nonprofits don't work. I mean, the Heart Association, da 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 they're too big. We want local, as Dave says, community engagement, community involvement. So if there's a local um, animal shelter or something along those lines, a local food bank, a local, you know, whatever is in your area. And you're going to go and you're going to have a $1,000 prize, a $500 prize, or I should say donation is probably the better word, and a $250 donation. And you're going to get people in those particular nonprofits um, and go to them and say, this is what we want to do. We're going to put um, your nonprofit on our website and people are going to vote and we'll show dynamically every day or every hour and you can tell me you know which it is that you know we're ahead and the and the most votes get a thousand dollar donation the next most votes gets 500 and the and after that gets 250 dollars and they can vote once a day right they can vote as many times as they want but only once a day right and they have to enter their email address and name too correct the first time they have to answer, enter it and verify it, and people say, well, that'll hold people back, but we make our contractors who use our program, they got to make one commitment is that uh, you commit to someone that I will not use your email or cell phone number because they could verify with either one for anything that doesn't help the charity you vote for, which in all seriousness would be silly if you did, because they just handed you a lever about what they're socially passionate about. Is there anyone who can't think of an offer like $20 off a tune-up and when you use the coupon that you, you know, you get $10 will go to the charity that you voted for. So, you know, the, we have no problem with that. They give us their email, they sell, they verify it. Once they've done it, they can vote from then on with that email and sell and they never have to verify it again. When they vote, they see up to the minute where the votes are at. There's a button they can press that'll put it right to their Facebook page where they can get their friends to come into your website and vote. Um, and when they first vote, they get a letter, you know, they're taken to a coupon or a letter really where the, um, charity director, which is the best way we like it is a picture of the charity director saying, well, in our case, it'd be like Vincent Seating and Plumbing is a great company. They support us a lot. In fact, there's another way they support us is that here's a coupon that if you spend it for $20, we get $10 for everyone that comes in. And you don't even have to clip it because you can always go to their website and use the email or the cell number you voted for with to get your coupon out of their coupon bank. They're holding it for you. Now, the reason we did that was, again, they're not in there when they're voting for their charity because they're thinking of their furnace. Yeah, they're in exactly. there. <laughs> they're in there to vote for their charity. They're not gonna clip the coupon. But by clipping it for them, we can now remind them because as they vote, when, you're, when we're done, we have a list of how they vote in a MailChimp account so that we can target that group and send them a coupon from the charity director if you get her permission or, or his permission 
um, to basically say, hey, remember that coupon? And Because you have to understand, there's only two times people even know they have equipment besides when it breaks. And that's spring and fall because they're wondering, will it make it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so, all right. Yeah. So when we get back from break, we're going to get into and dive into the nitty gritties. Okay. Okay. And I also want to talk about this, not only from the charity perspective, but some of the contractors I work with have used it for booster clubs and competing high schools. It's It's been really interesting. So uh, before we go to break, give everybody how they can get in touch with you if they want to do this. Uh, our website is simply, you can go to HVACwebsites.com, plural, HVACwebsites.com. Uh, and our program is listed under Helping Out Locally as one of our products. Very good. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him, though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign with a service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks. Happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales, too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm talking with Dave Squires, who is the CEO and founder of Online Access and a whole lot of other creative things he does to help customers like you in the HV and HVAC and plumbing industry get known, generate revenue, become community community active is probably the best way to say it, but do some really cool things for your community. So Dave, before the break, we were talking about, all right, we can use this for the charities. What have you seen being the best and most appropriate charities? Um, you try and get, when we have our clients, you know, pick out a charity, we kind of help them because you want to look, do they have a communication reach? I mean, you want to basically have a good competition. The absolute best competitions you can get is if the charity directors know each other, because then it becomes like the brown jug of competition. <laughs> we had, understand, our marketplace is about 30,000 homes. We had one contest where we had 28, in the three-month period, we had 28,000 votes in our website. The winner won by about 160. Ouch. Um, ouch. And, ouch. <laughs> I'll tell you, it, but understand, it was Council on Aging, it was a Humane Society, and it was a pregnancy center. Council on Aging fell out, but, you know, and, and the contest began, became known in the community as puppies versus babies. <laughs> <laughs> it got, it, it went crazy, though, because they, both the directors were friends and they were competing. The Humane Society director, and we know because we got calls from Humane Societies all over Michigan, she put it on a, out on a bulletin to all the Humane Societies to vote for them. Um, but in retaliation, the pregnancy center basically wrote all the churches. And I kid you not, the Sunday before the contest went, pastors, we had word from people all over that pastors were reading the letter to Sunday people to go to Vincent's Eating and Plumbing and vote for the pregnancy center. And the, the beauty of it, you have to understand, is, is that there's you win in so many ways with this. One, if you know the average voter votes about three times, if you can get someone on your website three times, will you become the familiar? Yes. You, the second thing is, is that more importantly, we're kind of cheating Google a bit is the fact that if they have Google on, you are now in their Google history. And everybody who has a website knows you have to log out or go incognito when you check your rankings, because if you don't, Google looks in your history and says, oh, that must be a favorite. And they bring you to the first page, whether you earned it or not. 
In this case, we make that work for you because now everybody who voted, you're in the history. Next six months, you get a free ride to the first page. Even more importantly to it is you have to understand how Google determines the brand. And what why that I mean is, is that Google trusts their data more than they trust anybody else's. So one of the things they always look at is how many times people type in your name. And when you get your Google local search, Google profile, I guess it's called now, when you get those reports, it tells you direct name searches. Normally, our business gets about 350 in a three-month period. During that one contest, we had 3,500 people type our name in. What it did is it pretty much synced us for the brand. Now, we were number one in our market, but what we saw is in the next 20-mile radius, our listings rose to the number one or two position, which is usually pretty hard when you're fighting geography as much as you do on Google. Yeah. But again, we that's Google. How do they know the brand? Who's typing what in? Absolutely. So, you know, we've had one of my clients use this for um, booster clubs and, you know, two competing high schools in a geographic location. You talk about, you know, puppies versus babies. This is, you know, two high schools fighting it out, duking it out, which was really cool. Yeah. I mean, you can do it with restaurants. I mean, I guarantee if you did it with restaurants is to vote for the best restaurant. Now, you'd make the donation goes to their favorite charity. Yeah. But it's not about the donation. It's about winning that prize. They'll be giving out, you know, people free appetizers to vote um, because they want to be number one and they don't want to lose, you know, lose to Joe's Pizza down the street. Okay, so I think all the listeners right now should have the idea of what this is all about. How do they get started? Do they go to the charities? Do they put this um, basically tag well, on their website? How do they do this? Well, you can, I can tell you, we learned this from a long time ago. When we first started testing it, we learned it from a contractor who doubled his service business using it within a year. Um, and we thought there was something to it. The problem that we learned, though, is that if you just throw it on there and throw out a form, people will cheat. If they think it's a good cause, they'll do bad things. Um, so you have to make sure, you know, to keep the integrity of it, that you've got a system. And that's what we've programmed everything into to make sure people don't vote more than once a day. That, you know, we look at how, where things are coming from, that we test everything. You want to do that because if you don't do that, then you've got a problem that you will find people, you know, just, you know, we've had programmers before we, you know, realized this. We had programmers who were writing programs that automatically voted from uh, catch-all emails. So, but... You can go to our website. We have samples of it. We have ex expressions on how to do it. But if you do it, those are some of the things you have to look for. You want to be careful. You want to run it on your website. That's where the benefit comes. You don't want to run it in social media. You want to post it in social media, but you want to always drive social media to your website because it's a lot easier to control and to quantify and to track. Anybody who's ever tried to find a page in Facebook they were on just 10 minutes ago knows how hard it is to you know keep things straight there. Um, but what we, but the easiest way to start is talk to us. We'll go over stuff with you if you're interested in the program. And when you choose your charities, make sure they're good. They can, they're going to be able to compete good. Don't choose a huge charity with a lot of followers on Facebook with a small one, because a small one will drop out if the if the big one takes off and you know has ten times the amount of people in the first day. The goal is, is to make it a competition that lasts because I want to be in the buzz of the conversation for the next two months. I want to give them reminders. I mean, we make the posts for the charities so that, you know, the more we do for them, the better it is. We make the posts so that they release on the same time. So everybody getting their donors involved. 
And then from there, it's the charities pushing their people into it, which into your site, which is always better to have others talking about you than you talking about you. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes I think the most daunting thing is approaching the charities. Yeah, but that's the ground game. And I'll tell you what, that is the best part of it is because you have something for them. And we have a website that you can take people to that shows people handing out these big checks, you know, to the charities. That is one investment is we suggest you buy a $99 whiteboard check, which we will tell you where to get it so that you can reuse it. Because when the contest is over, you take those pictures and we send those pictures to everybody who voted for, we get another touch to let them know what we did with their charity. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that we have that website makes it easy to introduce it because it's not like you have to explain it or anything. It's, it's a contest that's done all over the country. So they don't feel they're being experimented on. They can see all these companies getting, giving checks away. But the nice part about it is it's a way of transferring marketing money into good causes. You know, I, I, I don't know any contractors who do not give to charity. It's a great industry we're in. The problem is, is they really, other than good feeling, they don't get much for it. I mean, my favorite story was one contractor gave a delousing bath to a humane society. And what they got out of it was six other humane societies asking for delousing baths. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Our goal is, is that if we can shift marketing funds into charities, everybody wins. You win, the community wins. And, you know. More importantly, it's just a good feeling to know that you're supporting great causes. Yeah, absolutely. Dave, give everybody the website again. Uh, our website is hbacwebsites.com. That's websites, plural.com. Dave, thanks so much for being with us. You're very welcome. Thank you, Ruth. I appreciate the opportunity. Yes, and thank you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email ruthking at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.